What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Zoocast, episode 44, coming at you, Adam, Louis, Josh. We don't know what to talk about today. We were struggling to find out things to talk about today, but we wanted to record an episode, so we could we just are. do commentary on the live Jays game if we really wanted yeah, Josh, to. Josh, you want to update us there? Um, everyone's favorite Dollar Tree Reese McGuire, is at bat right now. Um, okay. Do not look up his name on Google. You'll receive some interesting articles about him. Um, oh. The Jays are winning, though, as, as we record, so that's good. That's good. That's all Lovely. I have to say. Okay, thanks. That was So Josh now has two segments. He has Tales of Food to Canna and Blue Jays live update mid-Zoocast. So we'll we'll be checking in on that uh, with Josh. Uh, but we, we, we are talking about something today. We There, there is something of value in this episode. Um, and that is the... Uh, the Athletics' Corey Cronman uh, released his uh, pipeline rankings for each NHL team um, for the upcoming 2022 season. Players 23 and under in the org. Um, the Ottawa Senators on that list finished fifth, which is quite high. Um, and our, our our scouting experts, Louie and Josh, are going to talk to us about some of the other teams in the Atlantic, some of the players that made the list for the Sens. Um, number one... On the list, the player ranking for each team for the Sens first was Brady Kachuk. Uh, is this is this like do, do you agree with this, Lewis, <laughs> or should one of the other guys have gone over him? I feel like it depends what your what your. I mean, not even. I think I still have Stutzla number one currently. Stutzla was number two on this. Yes. On this list. Yeah, yeah. We should we should preface by saying that. But yeah. I currently have Stutzla there, whether that's even current ability or potential. I think Stutzla has the potential to be better, and it probably already is if you look at how well he did down the stretch last year. I think he finished with 35 points in 35 games, had pretty solid solid analytical numbers. It's just Kachuk has... I think he just missed the threshold for this by maybe a day or two. Yeah. Definitely one of the most developed in the entire uh, research that Promen's done on this. And he's just got that reputation around the league, right? He's captain. So I'm not surprised to see him at first, but personally, I've, I'd have Stutzla above. Josh? Yeah, I agree. I have Stutzla above. I'm looking at, so he likes to separate by skating, puck skills, hockey, sense, and compete. Yes. I'm looking, and I think all all he has for uh, Kachuk is fair. Below yep. NHL average skating, average puck skills and hockey sense, and then elite compete which is like his entire game um but then i'm confused like with stitzel he has nhl average puck skills that's a big one for me i'm i I strongly disagree with that then he has above nhl average hockey sense above average compete and high end dating which i fully agree with those three um so even if you those those attributes you'd think that he would have stood higher but maybe he just values kachuk's compete so much that he has him above um, it's also important for people who haven't for people who haven't read the article. Guys like Batherson, Norris, Debrinkat, and Shabbat, like the big players of you know that we haven't mentioned, they're, they're 
they've all graduated. So there's yeah, no yeah. CP on there. Yeah, due to age. Um, and, and, you know, while we're talking about the, the four kind of categories, the, the third member on this list is Jake Sanderson. And Jake Sanderson has not played an NHL game yet, obviously. Um, he is ranked third. And his so his skating and his compete are ranked above NHL average. Uh, are you okay with this, given the fact that he has not played a game yet? Or would you like to see him against NHL players before you make that uh, distinction? I absolutely agree. Honestly, just having watched him play, like, his skating form, like, mechanically is... I, I, I wouldn't... I don't know about perfect, but it's it's really excellent already. Uh, I'd even say his hockey sense. I, I'm not sure exactly if he's saying... Like, do we know if he's saying... a for like those four categories skating puck skills hockey sets compete and i guess he does give shot if it's outstanding in one direction or another but is this what he's projecting i assume I, uh, probably I think okay it's for what it is right now because stutzlas for example have changed since he got drafted so i think it's like right now not what it averages because if you read in his analysis he says he thinks sanderson will become either a real top pair d-man with instead with a chance to become a number one d and i think what he gives him right now doesn't line up with the future as a number one D. So I think those things would improve and he'd change that next year. Yeah. Okay. And honestly, I feel like I, I don't hate the analysis on Sanderson either. I feel like it makes sense to have him at three. He has the highest potential of all the guys below him. I'd say he's better right now than all the guys below him. Even someone like Shane Pinto. Who's um, fourth, by the way. Who's fourth. Yeah. And like from there on out, I was just singling him out specifically because he's the only one who's like maybe not i think guys below him some of them have had more games possibly i'd have to check like i know Sokolov was called up lassie and all that yeah, stuff but pinto pinto's obviously more, played. but pinto's the one that's been more penciled in already uh but i'd still i'd still take sanderson as a better player now so at three that's absolutely who i'd have yeah so the so to, to recap here the, the top three is uh brady kachuk tim stutzla jake sanderson but it seems like the zoo cast consensus would be tim stutzla brady kachuk uh, Jake Sanderson as the top three, slightly different from Corey Cronin's rankings. I'm um, sorry. I'm wondering, Josh, if you were to go potential alone, would you consider putting Sanderson above Kachuk? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like okay. without a doubt. I mean, Sanderson, like like Cronin said himself, like Sanderson could become a number one D. Like that's his ceiling. I think yes. Sanderson has a potential. I I love Shabbat. He is also arguably number one D. I think Sanderson has the potential to be our best defenseman. Agreed. If everything goes well, I think the big thing will be staying healthy because he's had a lot of injuries the last couple of years. Yeah. If he stays healthy, I honestly think and that's better than Kachuk, who's probably like a really good second liner, white and elite first liner, you know, in between. Yeah. I'd take a number one D over that for sure. Yeah, and the thing with Sanderson, like you touched on the injuries, it does scare me. Like he had... Uh... He had an interview with, I don't remember who it was that he was talking to about it, but he's mentioned that, you know, he's been able to like stick handle and skate more recently and all that stuff, but he's still kind of catching back up in terms of defending the rush with like one hand, uh, like with the hand specifically that he injured. So that, yeah. again, that could be concerning, but yes, like he definitely has the potential to be not just like a guy that gets number one or top pair ice time, but has the advanced analytics to back it up given his like smart play. 
Oh, yeah. I, I think a good comparison, I don't necessarily think he's going to be as good. A good comparison, I think, is Charlie McAvoy. Like, if he could... That being incredible. Like, like I said, I don't know if he'll become exactly <laughs> as good, but that, that type of D-man, oh, for yeah. sure, it'd be incredible. But, like, you know, analytically driven, where he's not getting quite the recognition he deserves because he doesn't put up a ton of points. And he's also not a huge guy, so he doesn't get the recognition on either end. I mean, he's but still six three, above average right? in all three zones. Sanderson or McAvoy? Sanderson. Sanderson is listed at six two by oh, okay, yeah. But I think when you like when I think of Sanderson, I almost think as a little lanky. Like you feel like I mean he yeah he is lanky. He has he's like twenty pounds lighter than me. <laughs> yeah, um, obviously, yeah. I, I'm not all muscle. Noted big guy, Josh Glazers. We should get you on D for the Sands at this point. Yes, sir. Yeah, I don't think he'll be as good as McAvoy, but um, same idea of analytical guy who's kind of just quiet in all three zones, but above average in them. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, to to move on from Jake Sanderson here, because there are a bunch of other guys on this list. Uh, I want to skip I want to skip down a little bit. We'll get back to the other guys. Mm-hmm. Uh. Tyler Boucher is 13 on this list, in which there <sighs> were... Are we really going to get into Tyler Boucher discourse? Uh, no, no, hang on. Can you hear me no. out? Tyler Boucher is 13th out of 14 players that were listed, and there's a couple of like honorable mentions, uh, speaking of which Angus Kripschank is in, is in that has Let's a chance to play category. Um, so there you go, Lewis. Uh, of the 14th player players that are given rankings, uh, Tyler Boucher is 13th. The only guy behind Tyler Boucher is Jacob Bernard Docker at 14. Uh, what do we think of this? Because I think, I don't know, maybe this is just me. I feel like the Ottawa fan base perception of Jacob Bernard Docker has 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 really, you know, gone astray in, in recent months and years. Like, I think he was drafted and then people saw him in, in North Dakota. They're like, oh, man, it's Shabbat partner. Like, this is so easy. Um, and now it's, you know, he's been in Belleville for a few years and, and you know, Pronman lists him as as he looks like a useful depth de- defenseman right now. Um, are we okay with putting Jacob Bernard Docker behind Tyler Boucher at fourteenth, or or should he be? Is he getting disrespected? Should he be higher up? I don't. I feel like at this point, Bernard Docker is what he's twenty two. Um, I don't think he had too stellar of a year last year for Belleville, right? Um, I think he's been passed up again. It depends how you viewed it before, but I think I'd have Lassie ahead of him. I'd have, I'd even have Hamara ahead of him, honestly. Um, and I, so I don't really hate like Boucher had, it's just, yeah, Boucher had a really tough last year and we all know all the, all the Tyler Boucher discourse and stuff. And I don't want to get into that again because it's exhausting and it happens so often, but yeah, I, I feel like. I'd have them close, so I don't really hate the uh, the Boucher being slightly ahead. I don't know about you, Josh, what you'd uh, what you do here. I would move him up a lot. I think. Like, JBD I would or argue Boucher? almost JBD. Sorry. Okay. I would argue you could move JBD almost. This is really far from fourteen. I would almost move him up to six. Wow. Okay. Behind. So that would be right. So so we said four is Pinto. We already talked about the top three. Four is Pinto. Five is Ridley Greg. Six is Igor Sokolov. So I think that is I have quite more the faith drop in JBD. Off from five to six. Yeah, yeah. So that's like that big spot where it drops off. I, I think JBD, I have more trust in him becoming an everyday guy than Sokolov. Um, yeah. 
Now, of course, there's other guys between 6 and 14 that you could also argue move up, like Sogard, like Thompson, and Hamara. Um, but yeah, I, I think personally, like JBD and Thompson are neck and neck for me. I think it's tough because you think of JBD as like a good partner for a Shabbat, whereas Thompson is a bit more offensive, right? His yeah, the thing is, I've liked, I've actually really liked Lassie's, like, he's impressed me in terms of his rush defense ability more. Uh, this year, yeah, that's, just generally that's, that in transition. So I feel like the fact that he has that and can bring a little more offense too is uh, maybe mediocre. not more impressive. But yeah, exactly. He also has the age factor. And yeah, like when you when you go from six down, you can rearrange a bunch. And the thing is, if you're yeah. talking about like you feel more confident in JBD being able to, you know, maybe not necessarily just play some games, but get like a spot. I feel like it's not too far out of the picture. Like Duggan has been quite vocal about this, that... Tyler Boucher's gonna have a spot given the re- the way that he plays. As long as it, his career doesn't get absolutely derailed by the injuries, like he's pretty much a shoe in to be a player, right? It's just again the length to which his impact will, you know, affect the team. Yeah, so I got, feel like he will sorry, be a player Lewis, eventually. He's, yeah, he's got a big year ahead of him in Ottawa. Oh, absolutely. Boucher. Like I, I think like like I get it. Like and you know I don't I feel bad because everyone kind of rips on him a little bit because where he was picked which is not his fault. Um, but, like, he's had a tough go. Like, he's had a bunch of injuries. He switched teams last year. Like, it was, it was really tough. He's going to have a full – presumably, he's going to have a full year with uh, with the 67s, correct? Yes. And the, the problem is uh, he's not the kind of player – like, his play style is – he's not the kind of guy that's going to get – and I hope he proves me wrong here – but he's not the type of player that's going to drive insane production to be able to prove – the quote-unquote haters or whatever wrong. That's not the type of player he is, right? He's not going to be able to have that insane breakout season per his play style that will make it be like, wow, yeah, thank God we picked him there, right? <laughs> He's more of a off-puck player that's more of an in a checking role, and that's fine too. It's just it probably won't help his perception in the eyes of many. Yeah, And I also don't think it's going to help his... Yes, sir, I also don't think it's going to help the team. Like the Sens, not the 67s, just because they already have Kachuk on the wing, who does the same type of thing, though with more offense. They also already have Ridley Gregg, who does the same thing, brings physicality, but also brings more offense. So it doesn't mean Tyler Bush is never going to make the NHL, but the pick just becomes even crazier to me because they already have two guys who can do the exact same thing he would do at his absolute best, right? Yeah. So I still wish Tyler Boucher success 100%. I just don't know if, A, he's going to find it in Ottawa, and B, it's going to be valuable to Ottawa. And that leads to one of the trends that we've seen if throughout this ranking is most of the of the players ranked by Promen have an NHL average or even then above NHL average compete, right? Which is what boucher's style kind of brings and is part of his trademark style of play that is also the sen's trademark draft yes strategy. exactly you just had to copy paste that for everyone there above <laughs> NHL yeah. Average yeah yeah except for um, you talk hey, about whoa uh, whoa <laughs> come on let's not let's not lose our heads yes let's um, go so, so disrespectful ridley greg was on this list he was fifth um do you think here's here's my question Here's my question, straight, straight up, straight, straightforward. Uh, will Ridley Gregg make the opening night roster for the Ottawa Senators this year? No, I don't think so. And even then, if he it's does, a yes he or no to... question, Louis. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> yeah, no. you're done. You're done talking, man. 
do we think his uh, his the fact that he has to serve a uh suspension makes it like oh, oh i mean he can't even play well, first game can he serve it no i think it'd be the other way around no they, he has uh, to no. do both or he had to do i both. think he it did one preseason I think it would one be, regular season let's, okay. let's put him on the roster to start the season so it's done send him down to the ahl right that's fair and then later in the year we don't have to call him up a game early you know if there's an injury well he'll be ready we won't have True. to wait an extra game i don't know he looks good at the world juniors but I think people are unless Formington gets traded, then that opens up a spot in the top nine. I don't. I'd rather really Greg start in the top six in the AHL than on the fourth line in Ottawa. That I, I don't think. Like I think you're starting. You know, rushing him if you're putting him with guys who aren't going to be able to help him produce offense. Yeah, leave that fourth line NHL spot for Crookshank, please. Okay, Kelly is carrying that fourth line. Speaking yeah. of the World Juniors, here's something to talk about. Did you guys watch that overtime? Obviously. <laughs> oh my god. That was, was freaking crazy, eh? I, 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 I genuinely think that is the craziest three minutes of three out three overtime I've ever seen in my life. I, dude, I literally, right before it started, I turned to my dad and I was like, this has taken, this has the potential to be the best three-on-three overtime you've ever watched. <laughs> and I, he was like, okay, it's like technically all of them, but, I, but I'm just saying, it's like we've never seen this finals World Juniors, and sure enough, it was absolutely insane. Do you think that Mason McTavish save is the is a top three World Junior moments of all time? Jeez, I don't know. That I've I mean, watched, I would say. I wouldn't yeah, say all time, but World that I've Junior watched for moments. Sure. I'd say, well, Eberly, Eberly's up there. Eberly, maybe Akil Thomas. Eh. Close. Well, that's the thing is, I think like Everly's. I don't know. These are, just Cana- These are just Canadian moments. Too. Oh, you're saying yes. World Junior total? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. We've had multiple uh, yeah. OT winners in the finals. Like, didn't? Yeah, but like, like that was freaking. That was crazy. Like, you're never gonna see that again. Ever. Yeah. You know what? I think it might be. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think back. It's funny because like I was getting a notification the other day, and this happens at every international hockey tournament i got a notification from my old youtube account from four years ago getting a comment on my old top 10 uh world or team canada moments in recent history we're about to reach a million views by the way go on like, the booster on youtube yeah go on the booster. don't recommend honestly yeah do it guys look it up but yeah no i'm trying to think back at some of those and i yeah i think you're right i think it kind of has to be what we don't talk about enough is that Logan Stank oven play? Everybody talks about the McTavish thing, and it's like, yeah, but we have to mention like the great play by Kent Johnson. The Stank oven play, but to do like the little uh, fake shot back, hold it, and then almost fall off balance and spin around and get the pass over on the back end was beautiful. World Juniors, what a tournament, except it sucked this year, except the final. But anyway. it just doesn't feel the same when it's not starting on Boxing Day. Yeah, I agree 100%. Agreed. And, and the attendance. Like, oh, this isn't hot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we get. I'm we watching get more, baseball. I'm like, this isn't hockey season. We we get more attendance at Boston Kachuk's games than some Very of those. Well, yeah, we don't charge 150 bucks to get in, so <laughs> we should yeah. start doing that. Make make a profit. Yeah, I, I uh, think we got more fans at the play on tournament during our games there. Oh yeah, that. but we were at the play on tournament. All three of us were at the play on tournament. Repping yeah. uh, repping Boston Kachuk's. We met uh, met up with. Uh, well, we we didn't meet up, but we saw that uh, some 67s were there. Kyle Bacoskis was there. Um, seemed like a like a nice time. I it was very hot. 
Oh my god, I was dying on Ridiculous. Saturday. Ridiculous. Brutal. We all we did not come prepared. <laughs> and we Thankfully we lost early on Sunday, so it didn't get to like 38. Okay, but no. Sunday sucked. Sunday sucked. We got up at like six in the morning, played an eight AM game in the in the sweltering humidity, and then went back home and took and then went back to bed. <laughs> so, to be fair, at least we didn't have to play the team that ended up winning or whatever right after like wait an extra two hours get absolutely destroyed no, by the merged. boys or whatever i'm happy we won one game in that <laughs> yeah honestly we went we went one and three overall so. and even then the two of the other two of the three losses were one goal so could have been wins that yeah. that team in the middle we won't talk about but oh well i mean they lost in the finals anyway so well i think my my goals against average in that tournament was i believe 10 or 12 it was about 13 <laughs> 13? No. no, for that one game. I think I calculated it was like 10.8. For that, for what game? No, for both games combined for you. Oh, yeah, thank you. See, that's pretty good. 10.8 as a street hockey goalie. Uh, I went one we automatically one. lose if we reach 12 goals against. Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 you yeah, reached yeah, 12 yeah. goals again, so it would have been more. Okay, and 10.8, you still have a chance. Well. You need us to score 11? Cutting it close. 12 to, to end win, it. dude. I held my own that first game. I only let in six goals, but 12 6. I get I, I gave you a chance to win the game, yeah. But that team sucked, okay. And <laughs> I, I was fine, I thought it was great. I, I thought Eric was Eric was better than me. Oh, but, I mean, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Okay, guys, let's go on. Josh, you want to talk about friggin' speaking of goalies that are better than me? Um, Mad Sogard is on the list. What a transition, Josh. elite. Great transition. We didn't touch on him because we, we switched subjects to the World Juniors randomly. Um, uh, Corey Pronman was on a podcast earlier. I think it was today. We were recording this on Thursday. I think it was Thursday morning. Um, and he said Mad Sogard is one of, if not the best, goaltender prospect drafted outside of the first round. That's how he referred to him. Okay. So, you know, he's not on the, the Sebastian Cosa, the um, Wallstedt level. But for goalies that weren't taken in the first round, he thinks Sogard is one of the best. Um, that's very good to know. I mean, goalies are still yeah. voodoo and all, but you know they have Talbot and Forsberg. Talbot's probably gone after this year. You're going to need a backup soon. So if the huge, huge goalie can come in, kind of like Ben Bishop, our new Ben Bishop, maybe I- I'm calling it now. Does that mean we have the to six, trade him in goalie. three years? <laughs> just for him to get injured at the age of like 30 and never play No, again? just for him to Hopefully do really not. good and then get injured. Against us, be undefeated against us oh in like my 30 God. games. Dude, that was brutal. <laughs> that was so bad. We were oh not even him, but like Leonard too. Oh. Every every goalie that, that we yep. trade. Elliot also um, for a good bit. But yeah. Um so that's good to know. They also have, of course, uh Mandalese to a lesser extent. I mean they traded Gustafson, but they drafted Kevin Riedler. Yeah. And yeah. um oh what, one thing I don't think we touched on. Again with the goalie thing, uh, Levi Merlinen apparently is going back to Finland. Yeah, he won't be playing for Kingston. That, I think that I think will be good. It's going to be much better defensive system to play behind. Not that you know uh, European hockey necessarily is like as good as the NHL, but compared to the OHL's defense, it'll probably be better for him. Better than are Kingston's you, defense. Are you dissing Ben Roger directly? No, I'm no. dissing Kingston. As I had to be careful what I said right now. 67 division rival kind of have to yeah well anyway um speaking of you know what mandalese got me thinking because mandalese played sometime in the echl last year 
Yeah. Uh, for the Speaking Atlanta, of which, new that's ECHL what I'm team. saying. Oh, that's, that's what, what I'm you're getting oh, yeah. Lewis, slow, slow your roll. Let me well, speak. too bad. Speak uh, faster. The Atlanta Gladiators are no longer the Ottawa Senators ECHL affiliate. Uh, oh, no, they went but... even further away from their city and went to Allen, Texas. Uh, the Allen Americans. I think Arizona. that is the most boring ECHL uh, yeah. team out there. It's well, also I mean, incredibly I... funny. The team in the capital of Canada has an affiliate named the Americans, but <laughs> in the heart, in the heart of the most southern American state. But that's fine. Yeah. You, you know what, Lewis? You've never been to Allen, Allen, Texas. You don't know. No, I'm just talking about like go. Lo- like team logo wise and like colors and all that stuff. Oh, it's like come I on. could not care less for the Allen Americans. Like give me, give me the Branton Beast back or like the Florida Everglades. Yes, yes or... I agree. The Orlando Solar Bears, Branson. like, give me something uh, wild, like, give me the... whatever the C- Seattle's getting, uh, co- the Coachella Valley Firebirds. <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be sick. You know what we have to talk about ECHL wise? The Arizona Coyotes, new oh, ECHL yeah. <laughs> affiliate. Their rink holds about two and a half times as many people as their NHL rink. Really? Their ECHL yeah. rink holds thirteen point five thousand people, compared to their what is it five thousand fifty five hundred NHL rink? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think it'll happen, but it would be insanely funny if any of their ECHL games outsold any of their NHL games. <laughs> like, they, they have to just have an event for one game of the year where they try and sell it out to say, wow, our ECHL team is outselling our our quote-unquote NHL product. Isn't that also the case for the AHL team? Their AHL team has, like, over 11K capacity, too. Probably, yeah, but that's, that's like, normal, right? Like, most AHL teams, I think, would have more than 5,000 seats. Yeah. ECHL is crazy. I mean, you could basically do ECHL games in a junior A rink. Yeah. I think we should go to Allen. That's what I said. Zoopcast meeting. I'm agreeing with you. We should do a trip to Allen. Allen, Texas. See all the locals and all the local Sens fans in Allen, Texas. All excited. Yeah. I I mean, hey, (laughs) listen, we have a few Zoopcast fans in the south united states area we like i don't know who it is but since the beginning we've had listeners in like tempe and dallas okay. and i know that's tech that's i mean dallas is in texas it's true so, so we might be able to I don't if know, you're if you're listening in, in dallas or tempe right now uh shout out also please let us stay in your house when we go to <laughs> yeah um, we won't bite we'll we'll eat anything really you can cook the weirdest thing for us and we'll be fine um but anyway we should we should digress from ECHL discourse. I think um, move back uh, move back on the cover here. Um, you know what? Move back on the yeah. Let's talk about that. Let Let's talk about the 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 cover of everyone's favorite video game that came out recently. Uh, we're all big we're all big chug. I know we were just talking about Corey Brock, but I want to talk about this because I said cover by accident, and now I want to talk about this. So what do we think about the Trevor Zegris? Uh, Sarah Nurse palm tree cover of NHL 23. I like it. Honestly, I don't hate it. You really? I like, listen, at this point, it's, it really just needs to be like, you don't really ever see it that much. It's really just when you open the game, there's a landscape picture, and then you either, depending on, I don't even know how it is anymore because I think it's different on the PS4 or PS5 version now, but you either have to press X or not, and then it's gone. Who cares? Like, I agree. But what if you buy the disc version? Then uh, who, 
Why does it matter? Do you really look at the cover that like at the literal physical thing that much? And is it really going to anger you over instead can having I, Matthews on for a third out of can four years? Can I say years? my three issues with it? Okay. All right. Number one. Let's start from the front. Why is Zegris in shorts, crouching, like if he's about to play ball hockey and not on ice hockey? That's number one. Number two. I do agree the crotch shot is a little weird. Yeah, yeah. number two. But I yeah. think that's only on the X Factor edition. Anyway, go on. All right. Yeah, number yeah. two is like, so there's two players. Number two will be Sarah Nurse. I'm glad there's a woman on the cover, but the issues with it one, it is hilarious that they're repping Hockey Canada on the yeah, cover of the. Yeah. Yeah. Two, if you're going to have a woman on the cover, they better friggin' actually do more than just have like a handful of women in HUT. That's the only place that they're going to be, as far as I know. Ballot, well, right? no, they they already have from the double IHF update last year. They already have the full national teams okay. for each thing. So, like, they already have. So like, you can the full play Finnish like a world team. junior or Olympic mode. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I think from other stuff I've seen, features wise, like you'll probably be able to put them in like franchise mode and make your custom leagues with that. But yes, oh, yeah, also there's be custom hunt. leagues. Yeah, yeah. I just you know like and. I feel like if you're going to put a woman on the cover, it's almost like clickbait to be like, oh, yeah, we don't actually have the, like, the leagues that they play in or anything. No, yeah, they actually do now. Right? I mean, yes, so, that would be great if they added like PHS. Yeah, and you know, when yeah. you're going to play an online game, if you could actually choose other leagues, right? If you could choose the PHF when you go to play online or something and have full rosters. That would be awesome. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. And then my third issue would be, why are there palm trees and CGI ice cubes? I don't. I just don't get it. Like I mean, what, whatever. Why They're going for you... a different style at this point, like because everything's been just one player in an action pose on the ice every time. Yeah, I I get it. I, but like... It's something new. They're trying to get through the whole different type of marketing thing, which again, I don't mind it. It's not the end of the world, really. I do agree though that the Hockey Canada repping on the cover is really horrible timing and yeah. decision. I think that was like, an ill-advised call by yeah. Gay. But it's also like, what? What else is she supposed to wear? Like, like who does? That's the thing. I don't. She's not on a PHF team. Yeah. So she wears an EA jersey. Well, that's the, that's the <laughs> the thing is in the trailer, there was a women's team that was literally just wearing an EA Sports jersey. I love to play for Team EA Sports. Little <laughs> yeah. team. God. Uh, here's what I, you know what here's what I'll say before we wrap up this very useless discussion. Um, I I think the cover looks kind of dumb. But it's also the cover, and I don't care. That's the point, yeah. So I will kind of semi-agree with both. I will um, say, a couple months ago, I said in a group chat, if Trevor Zegers is on the cover, I'm not buying the game. For no real reason. It was mostly as a joke. <laughs> well, are you but I do, plan, I, I do plan on waiting to buy the game until Christmas when it's inevitably 75% off because they're not selling any. Because as it stands, it's over $100. You can pre-order for 120 right now. Jesus. No, that, well, that's the X Factor edition. Yeah. Standard is eighty nine ninety nine plus tax, so it's still over a hundred bucks. So you know what? I think I'm gonna wait, especially because crossplay doesn't work from like PS five to PS four. Yeah. Which is so all we want. know we're on PS four. Yeah, I can't play with them. I don't have any friends who play Xbox. I don't associate with those people. No, Are kidding. we getting into a console debate on the <laughs> no. newscast right now? No, but he's right. I, I, he's that's right. Really, like, yeah, it'll, he's, I agree, but I don't know. Do we want to go there? <laughs> No, we get we skip over it's it. About we, time, we should gain honestly. our fan base. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to divide the troops here. It's, uh, well, this is, you know what? Nah, this is this is a PlayStation pod. This is not an Xbox pod. 
We stand by that. As a and it's a good time to unveil our new sponsor, Sony. <laughs> yeah, woo, Sony. We're actually we are the cover of NHL 23 is the Zoomcast. <laughs> so get the Zoomcast edition, limited time only. I think they sold out. Let's move on. We have nothing else. Oh, okay. Here's a funny thing that happened on Twitter today. Um, someone I forget. I think it was like Jeff Merrick or or Friedman or something. Uh, tweeted out that like Stutzel is just ripped. Like apparently he's like in like such good shape. Um, do we like? What do we think? What are we thinking about that? That's good, right? What are we gonna say? That's bad that he got jacked. Well, no. I mean, like, come on. Like, it, I don't know. Is it? Is it like? Is it weird that he's not like this little guy anymore? Like little, little kid too. I mean, was he? Like, I guess. Yeah. He was a little in, guy. Come in on. that term, yeah. But like, he's how how big is he? Is he six one or is he six feet? Probably six feet. Uh, Who knows? We'll know. We'll know. Six one. He's six one one eighty seven. So as of last count, I I do agree though. If he's if he's built up like muscle and stuff, that's nice because. A lot of the stuff at the beginning of the season was, you know, even though he was able to like weave like around guys, sometimes it was hard for him to, you know, like withstand a ton of contact. So if he can like play through more of that, that'd be. You know like what a... we're going to lose if he gained muscle? We're going to lose the diving narratives. Damn it. <laughs> if he can stay on his feet more because he's stronger, especially lower body strength, which I think was his biggest issue. Not Agreed. not that it affected his skating. He was friggin' flying out there. I think he was just such good friends with Brady that they both wanted to fall on the ice constantly together. <laughs> Brennan Gallagher is, is shaking in his boots reading that, that tweet. If he gained muscle and he's approaching 200 pounds, I mean, obviously it's very hard to gain a dozen pounds of muscle in one offseason, but, you know, he could do it. If, he's, if he's bulked up, like they're saying he has, and he was already playing at a point per game the last, like, 30-some games or whatever it was, like that, he yeah. could be in for a monster season. I, I still think Debrinkat is our best player, but like if he can establish himself as the clear number one center over Norris, that would be like really good for us. Mm-hmm. I was like, I think he already is. Yeah, well, I, I mean, you know, just create that separation where it's like not yeah, even yeah, doubt. Yeah. I still see lines where it's you know Norris as the one C with Patterson. Well, every, that's what I was about to say is everyone still has the first line currently is Kachuk, Norris, Patterson. And I'd rather at every single position for next year anyway, Debrinket Stutzlerud. Like, <laughs> yeah. why are we penciling him in that as the second line? That's literally all of our best players. If we if we want to have line discourse, I think an interesting <laughs> thing will be like I think Debrinket and Stutzler will be together all year. I think Kachuk and Norris will, but I think Bathurst and Giroux could easily change if things aren't going well. Yeah, like I think that's where the top six. Or you know, change. someone else could creep into the top six. I Dang won't Dennis Kuchank is but... not going to play at the top six. I didn't us. say his name. Uh, you were thinking it so loud that I could hear you thinking. <laughs> no. Did you know that Angus Kuchank is not playing the rookie tournament? Yes, he is. Who's not playing the rookie it? tournament? Someone's not. Sanderson, no. Oh yeah. Did you know Sanderson's not playing in the rookie <laughs> tournament? I do now. Okay. He's going. You know what he's going to though? He's going to the uh, the rookie showcase there. And uh, yes, yes, he is. The media, the media thing with the hockey cards. I don't know where it is. Upper deck. True. Yeah, he's repping, repping the boys. Repping Isn't the it in Buffalo? No, I don't know. Too bad if it is. But you know what? You know what else about Jake Sanderson? He's, a, <laughs> he's officially an Ottawa guy because he got a truck from like Barhaven Ford. Yes, sir. So go on Barhaven Ford. Shout out. 
uh, supplying Jake Sanderson with a nice truck. He did a little ad for him, the little walk-up ad. He's like, oh, thanks for the truck. He's fitting right in, man. Jake, Jake the Snake. Good for him. Good for him. Bar him board. Do we do we have anything else to can we end the episode or what are we doing? I'm down. Less editing for me. Okay. Sorry guys. That one sucks if you listen to that. That was just a, a whole bunch of garbage. I hope it didn't take up too much of your time or ruin Okay, the day. listen, maybe your parts were garbage, Adam, but I think Josh and I did quite well in this content drought. Right, Josh? Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. We're gonna we're gonna go before this gets any worse. Um thank you tuning into whatever this was um hopefully we didn't steer you completely clear of the podcast if this is the first episode that you've listened to sorry listen to another congratulations one. you picked the best one <laughs> yeah you picked the best one listen it to doesn't any other get one. any better i yeah, am we're, sorry we're actually retiring we're also we're stopping the zoomcast after this we know we can't get better um so thank you for tuning in thanks again we will see you next week I hope you have a have an excellent rest of your morning, afternoon, or evening, whenever you're listening. And uh, we will catch you in the next one. Take care, everybody. Josh, where's your bye? I need the bye for the recording. Yeah, what the heck? Goodbye. <laughs>